0: The Chargers have decided to part ways with tight end Trey McKitty, and it can be tough to move on from a former third round pick, but it was absolutely the right move.
1: You are Locked On Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Your team every day. What is up? And welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons together. This is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys as always for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got
1: today? Today, Daniel, we've got to talk about the Chargers moving on from third-round pick Trey McKitty and what that means for the rest of the tight end position and also the Chargers, once again, not making any moves at the trade deadline. 11 seasons
0: in and no in-season additions like that at the trade deadline for Tom Telesco. But this episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. David... We were all hoping the Chargers would do something, right? You know, you want to see some action on the trade deadline. And in reality, they don't, there's not a ton of moves at the deadline. It wasn't a super active deadline, but you saw a lot of contenders, you know, make some moves to try to improve the team, but the Chargers were in a weird spot. And the one move we did actually see was them moving on from Trey McKitty. And this was something that in year three, it was absolutely time to do. It sucks because he actually started off pretty good his rookie season i think you could see a lot to grow from there and it just second season there was regression third season it looked like more of the same and you have to give some credit for the chargers not trying to you know feed into the sunken cost fallacy like he had to go and they made the move
1: yeah i mean not a lot of uh value money-wise going into this situation uh first and foremost but also, I think going into this pick, this was a guy that was, I mean, in our opinions, well drafted. I mean, I, I think Trey McKitty was a guy yeah. I was expecting to go in the sixth or seventh round, and the, the Chargers drafted him in, in the third round, and I thought that was a gigantic reach at the time. And it just so happens that, you know, that kind of bore itself out. So yeah, it Trey McKitty, you know, didn't really provide much, um, you know not, nothing really in the passing game. He was brought in strictly to be a run blocker, and... Unfortunately, he's one was one of the worst run blockers in the NFL. I mean, graded 79th out of 83 tight ends as a run, run blocker in 2023. Minimum of 40 run blocking snaps. So, I mean, Trey McKitty, unfortunately, was, you know, somebody who was hurting the team a lot more than he was helping the team. And, you know, this was a move that had to be made.
0: And I think where you saw it show up the most is in the Chargers run game, right? That's like it. just those outside runs, the outside zones they were trying to run. We're just getting blown up. And it wasn't all Trey McKitty, but when he was out there, he wasn't part of the solution, right? He wasn't yeah. making things better. He had some key missed blocks already so far this season, even in limited snaps. And his career looks like this, right? Two-plus season, 16 catches, 117 yards, zero touchdowns, and two drops. So and he a definitely And a fumble. Was definitely brought in to be a blocking guy. But I think what they were hoping for is a guy who could come in, you know, at a baseline level and be a good blocker. And then maybe kind of evolve into something else down the road because, like, yeah. the Chargers haven't spent draft picks on tight ends. Like that is the last one that they have brought in, right? Like, yeah, you have Donald Barham, Gerald Everett, who's a free agent. Donald yep. Barham came in from the XFL, so I think they were hoping he could turn into something more. He was a much bigger receiving threat when he was at Florida State as opposed to his last season where he had like six catches at Georgia, his you know final season in college. And we all, we thought it was weird at the time for sure, but yeah. It sucks because, I mean, it's good that he moved on, but the thing that sucks about it is the Chargers should have known this, right? Yeah. Like, it, it shouldn't have taken this long. Like he It is someone was
1: blatantly obvious that, that should he have was had not legitimate.
0: Ready. Yeah, he should have had legitimate competition to keep his spot this year in training yeah. camp and have someone that could legitimately take that job from him if he wasn't good enough. And all we saw, that he wasn't good enough. So, if you're looking at who they could have had instead of him, because that's always a fun game, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Cam Bynum... Grevin Jordan has been a pretty good tight end so far. I mean, there's not a ton, but I know everyone always brings up Amon Ra with uh, Josh Palmer because they could have had him instead of him. Josh Palmer's actually looking pretty good. Trey McKitty's on a different class of just never can make it work. And you've just, yeah. you couldn't play him. Like he became yeah. borderline unplayable. Going to your PFF stats this is from Arjun Manan. Yeah, Trey McKitty's PFF grades of 33.3 3 in 2022 and 30.1 in 2023 are the lowest grades of any tight end. In the last 10 years. I mean, that's.
1: Jesus.
0: No matter kind of how much you, you know, like or dislike pro football focus grades and we always take them with a grain of salt. Like, yes, that's still pretty rarefied air. Right. And I think. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well it's
1: just when they're all consistently bad like i mean i think the, when it meets
0: it, the eye test too right, right? that's the two yeah. things is when the I mean, eye test comes together
1: right you look at the grades and then for some people it's like ah, that doesn't make a ton of sense but with trey mckitties unfortunately it made perfect sense and it matched up pretty much every time
0: yeah and it'll be interesting to see david because they do have an obvious kind of upgrade i think at what he was able to do on their practice squad and nick Vanette, maybe that r- r- roster spot opens up a path for him
1: yeah, I mean, I think that's a very, very real possibility. I mean, hey, it, it could be for one of the other guys that they're trying to, you know, bring back from their 21 day window, whether that's Jalen Guyton or Otito Abonia. But they do need to fill, you know, that blocking tight end role. And I mean, from the the clips and stuff that I've watched from Nick Vanette, he looks at least looks like somebody who is somebody who is a competent run blocker and yeah. someone who's a little bit more athletic to be able to get out in front and be a lead blocker, you know, on the outside. I think you know that's what I want to see. So hopefully Nick Vanette um, gets his opportunity. opportunity.
0: Opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think you would take even an average blocker at this point. Like an average blocker would be the Chargers' best run blocker on the team right now. And we've seen Nick Vanette be at that or pretty close to that his entire career, and he has a long history of doing it. Whereas Donald Parham and Gerald Everett is not what they've ever been known for. Stone Smart's a converted quarterback, right? It's not ever gonna be his game. Yeah. But it would have been nice and would have made a lot more sense if we saw the Chargers maybe trade a seventh round pick, do a seventh and sixth round pick swap. At the trade deadline to bring in an upgrade at the tight end position, David. And I think that's yeah. what's frustrating about the Chargers standing pat. And for the Chargers, like it's not just them missing out this year. I get it. You don't want to put away a bunch of investments for a team that's three and four right now and right. mortgage your future. But I think if you're Tom Towesco like, are you going to show some fight? Like, are you fighting right. for this team to hopefully keep your job this season? Like another thing is too, is just like you, we saw him admit a mistake at least with Trey McKitty, right? You see the release of Trey McKitty, that's him realizing his mistake. But I think what you were hoping though, and it's not just all about this year, but it's like every season, you've never tried to improve your roster in season, you've never tried to, even on better teams where you had legitimate playoff chances. Went and tried to make a move, like we've yeah. seen a lot of big teams do, to put you over the top, and, and you yeah. know, it, and so far nothing has really worked. Right, two playoff wins in eleven seasons for Tom Tlesko, pending what happens this year. But like that's why I think it's frustrating—not just that they didn't make a move this year, but that this year marks the eleventh year where they've decided not to make a move.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at like some of the other organizations, like the 49ers, they they go out there and they go add, right? Or the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, and they continuously the add. The Chiefs
0: have done it too, yeah. and the
1: Chiefs, right? It, it doesn't matter how good their defensive line in their defensive line was. The Eagles are going to go add more talent to that defensive line. Yeah, the Chargers, it just doesn't seem like under Tom Telesco's, uh, you know, leadership uh, under in his tenure, he's not the aggressive guy. I'm going to turn over every stone. I'm going to do every absolutely every single thing that I can to upgrade my roster. I'm going to stick to my philosophy of drafting and developing and re-signing, And that's it. That's all I'm going to do to try to upgrade my roster. That's not good enough. I mean, that's not the attitude that I want my general manager to have Daniel. I want him to go out there and do anything and everything to improve and go out there and win.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it can be bad moves, right? Like, I mean, a lot of these teams are making moves that might not pan out for them for sure. But I think The things the really smart teams are doing is they're getting some guys even on expiring contracts. And even if they have to give up a fourth round pick for them, they're probably getting something back in the compensatory pool as far as compensatory picks for those guys they're losing in free agency. Even if you're not willing to give them that long-term deal, which is a position the Chargers would have been in this season, given what their cap looks like in 2024 so uh, i don't blame them totally for not making a move and not trying to go in all in this season like the schedule is brutal there's still a long shot to make the playoffs i totally understand that but like if you're tom telesco do you have next year to worry about like are you should you be worried about next year's draft picks so we're going to talk about that and if there is a chance for tom telesco and brand staley to save your jobs this upcoming offseason or this season to see if they can survive the next offseason and also a tier has called in with some very strong words about justin herbert and him staying hot and also him beating david in fantasy football and we're going to get into that coming up right after this first though i need to tell you guys that our partners at ebay motors have teamed up with lockdown fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Browns running back Kareem Hunt has come back to the team and been leaned on again with Nick Chubb injured for the long term. The Browns need to win with the running game and the defense with the quarterback issues, and Hunt draws a fantastic matchup to run well in Week 9. The Browns are at home against the Cardinals' wilting defense and should be either in a positive or even game script to make sure they can stick with the running game, Hunt has a good chance to put together a big game leading the Cleveland committee. The Browns are a good example, David, of a team having a support system and a team that is able to win without their starting quarterback, right? Like, they just beat the San Francisco 49ers with P.J. Walker, and I think that shows you what it means to have a competent running game to lean on, a really good defense to lean on, right? It must be nice. But that's what eBay wants. eBay wants to help you build a championship roster, almost like if Justin Herbert had a strong running game or a strong defense he could lean on. Do you do what the Chargers could not and get all the parts you need to build a winning machine with eBay Motors. Vinny Eyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit and it's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly with brake kits, led headlights ref racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit on your ride as well the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash and it's always nice to know even if you know no matter what you're getting the part that you need right guaranteed we don't get a lot of guaranteed as chargers fans so keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply David, it is our Chargers mailbag day today. Even though we were talking about some trade deadline stuff, we still want to turn the show over to you guys. So thank you to everyone who hit us up at Locked on, LAC on Twitter and all who called into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Like our good friend, Atir, who has some very strong words and even some strong language this week. Let's hear what he has for us.
1: David, Daniel, this is Atir. Okay, I got a question. I love... My baby quarterback played on Sunday as a superstar quarterback like this. He's my baby. He's not nobody else's baby. Now, my question is this. Can my baby play like this every single week for us to have a chance, make some noise late in December? That is my question. Can he play like this every week? And, David, what happened to you on Sunday? You got your ass kicked by me in fantasy football. Thank you. I love you.
0: A tier, uh, the the day we do a voicemail show and then you're not on is the day I'm hanging it up, man. I mean, David, <laughs> uh, are the accusations true? Did it, did oh, the yeah. tier wipe the floor with you this week in fantasy? Yeah, I mean, and you hey, got man. let down by
1: Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's what man. you get. That's yeah, what you get. that's what I get, man. I should have just <laughs> went with another quarterback, but yeah, I got spanked by like sixty. A tier beat me up bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, a tier good fantasy football player. So it's
1: tough a tier because the thing is, is
0: like. It's hard for me to say that he can because he has a really, really hard matchup this week. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be hard for Justin Herbert to look as good as he did last week on Monday Night Football against the Jets against a much better defense. And I think that for him, he has a lot of good defenses left on the schedule. You have the Jets, you have the Bills, you have the Ravens, you have the Chiefs, who are still one of the top defenses in the league right now, like... It's going to be tough for him to do this every week, but like he cannot put up the numbers on Sunday that he did last week and still have a better game against a better defense with the Jets. It might not look the same, but the Chargers need to help him as well. So I don't think he, this is sustainable every week, David. No quarterback is this good every week, but the Chargers feel like they need him to be close to that to give themselves a chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, in order for him to play like this every week, I mean, he's going to need a few things to work out. He's going to need his offensive line to continue to give him time so he can decipher and make throws down the football field. He's going to need his playmakers to keep making plays and getting yards after the catch. He's going to need his defense to keep playing well and giving him the ball back. I mean, this is from Ryan DePaul on Twitter. He said Justin Herbert and the Chargers are 22 and six when the defense allows fewer than 28 points. So that basically means is when the Chargers defense is average, They are winning 80% of the time. So Justin Herbert needs help from his defense to be able to keep things level so that he can go out there and win football games.
0: Yeah. I I mean, the thing is, is like his the defense doesn't have an impact on him really. Right. Right. Like as far as like, they're not on the field at the same time. So it's like his team, his defense could be bad. And Justin Herbert could still be playing out of his mind. The games are just going to be a lot closer if the defense is giving up 35 points a game or whatever. Right. So yeah. It's going to be tough. Like I trust Justin Herbert to be like, I think we're going to see him have better games than we saw on Sunday. Yeah, too, Right. But I think you're going to see some worse games as well. And there's going to be some tough games coming up and it'll be on those weeks that you need the rest of the team to rally around you. Like other teams do like uh, yep. quarterbacks play battle all the time. And yep. quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, even on down days, win games all the time. Right. <laughs> Joe Burrow, they win games all the time in spite of him, you know, at yeah. times like Jalen hurts the same thing. Right. You need a little bit of that and that's what can make you a good team and you're gonna have to be a good team if you wanna do anything this season. Which takes us to P G who asks, Is there any chance that Brandon Staley or Tom Toesco are still here next year? What do you
1: think, David? I mean, of course there's a way. I mean, it's very simple. It's called winning. I mean, you gotta handle your business against the Jeffs, the Jets, and then you gotta go beat some good teams. I mean, you're going to have to beat some really good teams. And that includes, you know, the lions, the Ravens, the bills, the chiefs. I mean, the chargers absolutely have to make it to the playoffs and not just make it to the playoffs, but they need to win in the playoffs. So that means that you're going to have to go out there and win and beat a couple of good teams to even put yourself in position to get to the playoffs. So winning cures all that's the answer. It's not going to be easy, but that is what's going to be required for Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley to keep their jobs.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Make it to the playoffs, win a playoff game. I guess I would wonder, like, if they make it to the playoffs and lose to the Bills in the first round or something like that, a better team, but they win the last four games of the season, they win some big games... Maybe that's enough to sway, you know, Spanos to keep this group around. I think the other big thing is will Tuesco automatically get fired if Brandon Steele gets fired, right? Like, I think we think it's a given. I don't think we feel like he's going to get a chance to pick a fourth coach. At the same time, stranger things have happened, right? And, and how yeah. much are they willing to shake up the organization? How much credit are they giving him for bringing in guys like Justin Herbert and Rashawn Slater and Bosa and Derwin and all those guys, right? Even yeah. with what we know later on hasn't always shaken out into solid players after that at times. So, it, it, yeah, win a playoff game, it's not impossible at this point, even though it might feel like it. That's what it would take for them to save their jobs. Let's get to Steve Dean here, who asked a good question kind of regarding this, and that's, is there any hope
1: of the Chargers going on a run right now and getting to 7-4 and four and 8-4 and four this year? What do you think? I mean, I think that's just really, really tough, man. I mean, just you know, looking at the teams that you're going up against, uh, you got the Lions. You, of course, you got the Jets next. You got the Packers, and then you got the Ravens. So, just yeah. two of those teams in there make that really difficult for me to to be able to get to. You know, seven and four, eight and four. You got to go up against the six and two Lions and the six and two Ravens. I mean, those are two really, really good football teams, really, really physical football teams traditionally. And I mean. Traditionally, for the Chargers, they've struggled with those type of uh, approaches, those type of teams going up against them. So I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. And then, oh, by the way, the Chargers haven't beaten a good team at all this year, yeah. and they have rarely done it in the last few years. I mean, th- their wins come against the 4-4 four and four Vikings, the 3-5 and five Raiders, <laughs> and the 2-6 and six Bears. So yeah. there's just not a lot of quality wins on the resume that give me, a, even the most optimistic Chargers analyst here, uh, a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to get to to that number and be able to make that type of run
0: without losing, right? Because yeah, that's the right. main thing here, right? Exactly. Seven or four, eight and four means you're not losing another game before you win the next four or five games in a row on your schedule. So yeah. I, it's very hard for me to imagine them being the Lions and the Ravens. I'm not going to lie. I think there's a chance you could get to six and four, right? Jets and Packers will be the favorite. You'll be yeah. the favorites for those games, right? And then you, the Lions, maybe you can take down. They've showed some flaws. Obviously, they got yeah. smoked by the Ravens, yeah. right? All full circle. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, there's a chance they could get the next three. It's a very small chance to me. Smaller chance that would be that them actually doing that and then going and beating the Ravens, right? And then they'd yeah. have the Patriots after that, which feels like a winnable game. But yeah, I think there's an okay chance. The best case scenario to me is this: if you beat one of the lines of the Ravens yeah. and then you beat the Jets, the Patriots, and the Packers, you could get to seven and five. I'd yeah. sign up for that. <laughs> yesterday, Absolutely. right? Like in like, uh, blood. Bro. And I don't think it's likely, but I think that's kind of the best case scenario with this team. But I, I think agree. The one thing we know is that like the team has to play better than we've seen them play this season for that that's to happen. right? Sure. And they have to become a much better second half team yes. for that to happen. So we're going to get into much more on today's show because we have more Chargers mailbag to get into, including Ken Jalen Guyton really help open up this deep chargers passing game and also if keenan allen is playing himself into a position where the chargers will have to bring him back in 2024 we're getting into that coming up right after this first though i need to tell you guys about game time and game time is the only place that i get my tickets to any event and the thing is is you're probably going and doing events anyways Get your tickets with Game Time because with Game Time you know you're getting the best deals with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Game Time is the place for last minute tickets because the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110. percent Another great thing about Game Time is they are able to show you exactly the view that you have for your seat which is such a game changer i love going through the different rows and finding out which is a better value right is it worth sitting in the 200 section or can you actually get something with a better view in the 300 section you can find that out with the game time app and you can even save some money on your next tickets By going to GameTime and creating an account with the GameTime app and using the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase, you're saving money on the best price you're going to get. Terms apply, but again, that's account create an account, redeem the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. David, we have more Chargers mailbag questions to get into. Thank you to everyone who hit us up at LockedOnLAC on Twitter or called into the voicemail line at 323. 524-7924. 524-7924. But before we get into the rest of these questions, make sure you guys are checking out the Locked On NFL kickoff show every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern with Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs going to the best matchups around the league and getting you betting, getting you ready for whatever you want to bet on, whatever you're looking for, daily fantasy sports and the angles there, and just getting the local insight that only the locked on experts can bring you. So make sure you check that out on every locked on NFL channel live on at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern every Friday. David, let's get to our Chargers mailbag and continue this year with Herbert Top 1. That's definitely a take. When Jalen Guyton returns, should we expect a significant change in the amount of deep shots we throw? And by significant, I mean noticeable. He's been a guy we know can get behind defenses occasionally, which the Chargers have been missing since his injury in Week 3 of 2022. The Chargers have been a lot better throwing the ball downfield. I mean objectively, Justin Herbert's, you know, average of target, how deep he's throwing the ball down the field, even with games like last game where he's getting a lot of quick passes off. He's been throwing the ball down the field more. Yeah. It's not always deep bombs. He's not connecting on a lot of the passes. Like we saw in Jalen Guyton's most famous catch against the giants, you know, 65 yard bomb before the half. Yep. But I think it's a good question, David, because I think what you get with Jalen Guyton is really the only true proven deep threat
1: that this team actually has on the roster when he comes back. I mean, that's 100% correct. I mean, and the, the numbers absolutely suggest that. So in 2020, he had a 72 yard touchdown, a 70 yard touchdown, and catches of 53, 49, 29, and 24. In 2021, Uh, a 59-yard touchdown, which was the one uh, 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 against the Giants, the very, very famous one, which was just an absolutely beautiful throw from Justin Herbert, a 49-yard catch, a 22-yard catch, and a 21-yard catch. And then last year, one of his two catches went for 54 yards. So Jalen Guyton is objectively a true deep threat. I mean, he has 70 catches of 40-plus yards in the last three seasons, and he averages 16.8 yards Per reception, Jalen Guyton is a absolutely true deep threat. If he is healthy, he will help the Chargers stretch the field.
0: And we did see in practice, you know, a full participation practice last week. So I think that's a good sign. He could still technically miss this week and be activated before they would have to shut him down for the season. Since he was on the physically unable to prepare list going into the year, they activated his 21 day window October 19th, which means he has to be on the roster or shut down by for the season by november 9th so there's still time right there's still time for them to make that decision this week but if we're going based on last week where he participated fully and if he didn't have any setbacks we'd imagine him to practice fully all week this week feels yeah. like he's coming back the roster yeah. spot opens up with trey mckinney obviously that's a place Sime fahoko is another guy where it's a kind of a roster spot that could be up for grabs elijah yeah. Dotson, same thing the Chargers have some you know some wiggle room yeah. there if they need to, especially because the Tito Abonia has to come back by next week as well. Yeah, so same timeline, yeah. The important thing to remember is he's going to come in at wide receiver four, right? But the other right. thing is, is like we're seeing Simi Fihoko get meaningful snaps in that last game, right? So it's yep. like he will be on the field. He is much less a gadget player than Darius Davis because even though he's, you know, thin, he's much bigger than Darius Davis yeah. is. He's over six foot, a yeah. little bit more filled out than Darius Definitely. Davis is. And he has shown that he can get off the line of scrimmage. And go win deep balls, right? But I think the other part of this is using him to be the field stretcher instead of someone like Quentin Johnson, right? Because that's what they've been using Quentin Johnson for. If you use Jalen Guyton as your field stretcher, then maybe, you know, that opens up more for QJ and Keenan and all those other guys underneath. And maybe that's the role that was another very important part of your offense as well. And hopefully since it feels like they didn't try to rush him back right? over a year since he you know, suffered the injury and everyone heals at a different pace. But you're hoping you see most of the same version that you saw last year. And you hope he's more involved than he was last year because he did get hurt, but he was not very involved in the offense before he got hurt. So let's get to this next question here from Zachary Shelton, a.k.a. Superfan Zach. And EOS, he asks, with all the players that are going to be big in the offseason of whether to keep or
1: not, is Keenan Allen leaning more towards someone you keep for next year in your opinion? What do you think? I mean, Keenan Allen's always been a guy that I I wanted to keep. I expect the Chargers to keep Keenan Allen. And, you know, if you listen to Tom Telesco's comments... It's pretty clear. He says Keenan Allen to me. He's our Andre Reed. He's our Charlie Joiner. Uh, you know, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be here for us. He's an incredible football player. We have a great quarterback. He needs weapons around him. There's never been any thought of that, and that's in reference to you know letting go of Keenan Allen, meaning that some Chargers guys are going to have
0: to get let go too, right? right. Like that's yeah, exactly. Thing. Some, some
1: contracts go. are, are going to have to be manipulated. There's no doubt about that. But I do expect the Chargers to retain <laughs> Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen's going to be here for the remainder of his career. I feel like he will retire as a charger.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see if he wants to keep playing after next year, but I think next year, he's pretty much solidified that he's going to be on the team. I think this year's health will still have a somewhat of a determining factor in that, but it felt like to me, it was going to be either one or Mike or Keenan, right? And, And with Mike Williams, Having that season ending injury as much as that sucks. Like I just don't know how you could argue to bring Mike back over Keenan. Maybe there's a way they can bring both those guys back, but then that's probably at the expense of, you know, your edge rushers like Joey Bosa and Kwill Mack. Yeah. Feels like, you know, one to two of those guys is going at minimum next year yeah. because of the, what the cap situation is. Now you got extra yep. dead cap from JC Jackson as well. So it's going to be tough. And I think the other thing is, too, is you still kind of have to see what you have in Joshua Palmer and Quentin Johnston. Like, Joshua yeah. Palmer, if healthy, is making that leap you want to see from him. But I think the important thing with Keenan Allen, too, is he was drafted the same time as Ke- Travis Kelsey. Same draft class, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't think people are questioning whether Travis Kelsey is going to keep it going next year. Obviously, at a different position, right? Sure. Where maybe you can age more gracefully like an Antonio Gates. But, like, Keenan Allen looks like he still has plenty in the tank, right? Oh, yeah. And I think, as if it ended right now, there's no no – Thought in my mind that there would be any chance the Chargers would go into next season without Justin Herbert's favorite target. I just don't see it happening. But we do have one more voicemail to get to you here, David, from Kirk in Eagle, Nebraska. Let's see what he has for us.
1: Hey, thanks. I appreciate you guys. Um, Been a long-time listener to you guys. I've called a few times. Kirk from Eagle, Nebraska. Hey, I just want your guys' thoughts on what you actually know about this current team. Not what you think. Not what you hope. But what do you statistically know about this team? I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. All right, man. Thanks. Have a great day.
0: David, David seven games in, what do you know about this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not very good at running the football, 22nd in rushing yards per game, uh, which is 103.6, only 82 rushing yards per game over their last three games, Uh, 3.9 yards a carry, 3.3 over their last three. Sixth in the NFL in passing yards, though, at 258.9 yards. On defense, we know that the Chargers get after the quarterback. They're ninth in sacks with 23, sixth in rush yards allowed. This is one of the better run defenses in the NFL. So but, you're saying
0: that you know the Chargers have a good run defense. I know saying, right but now. But you also that the, know they have a bad rush offense.
1: Yes, they have a bad rush offense and a bad pass defense. They're 32nd in passing yards allowed at uh, 297.4 per game. That is what I know about the Chargers through seven games
0: yeah i get it i mean the stats definitely back those things up i think we could see those things change for sure you know but i think this is what i know right because all those things are a little bit in flux and feels like they change week to week these things i'm talking about don't change week to week i know that justin herbert and keenan allen are great yep end of story done right like i think the closest thing you had there is that you could probably say the chargers have a good run defense i mean only 100 yards or more allowed in two of their seven games which is just mind-boggling easily i know that that's the most improved unit of the chargers defense or the chargers team right those are things i know but i think the main thing i know david is that this team should be better than it is this is not a, a three and four football team and i think we've seen this team let their fans down in a waterway so far yeah. this season And they'll have a lot of chances to make it up, but it's going to start by showing that they can win a string, you know, string a a couple of wins together and beat good teams. And and I know that they have not lived up to their expectations so far. So that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here because it is crossover Thursday, locked on chargers, locked on jets monday night football to make sure you don't miss it go subscribe or follow for free on the locked on Chargers youtube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from thank you to everyone who called in today at 323-524-7924 and hit us up at locked on lac on twitter you can also find me and david on twitter at dan talk sports for me and dro talk sd for david you get us up on instagram at locked on chargers and our locked on chargers facebook page a lot more to go this week guys make sure you're back here before tomorrow for the Crossover Thursday episode because we know Crossover Thursdays are the best. But until then, guys, take it easy and go bolts.